It's turkey time. Huh? This podcast features explicit language and spoilers. Hello, and welcome to Better Late Than Never, a movie podcast where I invite a friend to watch a blockbuster cult favorite or otherwise culturally significant film that they've never seen before. After we watch the movie, my guest will decide if it was better late that they've been missing out by not having seen the film, or never. The movie just didn't live up to the hype for them. My name is Dave, and I'm your host. Today, I am joined by returning guests, Emily and Eric, and we are watching a movie that none of us have ever seen before. Ah, <laughs> fucking Geely from 2003. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Whose idea was Eric's. it? Eric's. It was Eric's idea. And Maybe. let's lead off, Eric. Oh, uh, hi, guys. Welcome. Hi. Oh, hello. Eric, why are we watching this movie? <laughs> why are we watching this? Well, for one, I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan. He is. We're going to have to dive into that. And two, how bad can it really be? Mm. I mean, it broke up Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I'm going to call her Jennifer Lawrence like 10 times, but Me Jennifer too. Lopez. Um, like, wow, that's pretty bad. I am worried that we won't be friends after we watch this. It's a distinct oh. possibility. I have to admit this comes out pretty shortly after recording an episode where I swore that I would never watch Geely, not even for the podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have egg on my face. That. Yeah. Well, we were going to watch like sneakers or something like that. And I don't know what happened to that. <laughs> Not even much better. We decided time. we were way more excited about seeing G. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're watching G. Lee then. All this right. movie's two hours, guys. How is it two hours? <laughs> I, I will say, though, I agree. It, I can't. It can't possibly be that bad, right? Like its reputation is so bad. How could it possibly be that? Like, bad? are we going to be disappointed and be like, "Oh, that that was okay, that was good"? I, I think my barometer for it is the Tree of Life. Is it better or worse than the Tree of Life? Because I think that is the worst movie ever. So I never saw it, but I also I know Terrence Malick, and I'm personally not a huge <laughs> fan, so I, I I stayed away. But um, like, will it be like the Room bad? Right, like, they have good oh, actors in it. I'm going to go by the Room scale. Okay, where... that's a that's probably a better scale or a more relevant scale. Yeah, I'm my my biggest concern is that see the room is so bad and so like idiosyncratically bad, it's incredibly entertaining. I'm worried that this movie might actually have just enough competence. Like it might actually be too good. Mm. If it's just good enough to not be bad enough, that could be a problem, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, cuz it's like a cycle, right? Where it goes from like really good to like okay to bad so bad it's good again right like right. this Uncanny may valley be, yeah. yeah this may be right at that at the apex of badness it, well it's almost like it's like a circle yes you know, it's, it's cyclical you come yes. back around but okay well let's um 
Let's start getting some predictions down on record here before we go. Emily, we'll start with you. Um, let's start with, uh, well, were you interested in seeing this? Or did um, Eric make you do this too? Oh, he did not make me. I was like, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> right. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, um, in my head, I think I know the plot of this movie. Mm. So I'm just going to lay it out there. Okay. So Jennifer Lopez, not Lawrence, which I'm also going to mess up tonight, is in a mob family. Okay. In New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. And... and Ben Affleck wants to date her, but he can't because he's not in the mob. And so he has to, like, make nice with the mob family. Also, I think she's a lesbian. And he has Mm. to, like, convince her to not be a lesbian. So there's, like, multiple hurdles. I think this is Chasing Amy. I think I may have combined Chasing Amy and Mickey Blue Eyes together to create this movie plot. Is there uh, converting lesbian women to straight women and Mickey Blue Eyes? As no, well? that's the mob family. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, how often is this a plot? <laughs> um, but somehow, I have never seen. I have never seen Chasing Amy. So somehow in my head, this mm. is the movie plot, and I'm pretty sure that they are going to be on a speedboat at some point. Oh, in, okay, speedboat! Wow, sorry. in a bikini. That also may just be a oh, thing that the paparazzi caught them doing in the early 2000s. I'm not sure. But in my head, it's all in this movie, Gili. Okay. Eric, <laughs> what do you think we're about to <laughs> So say? first, I'm impressed you found this movie. I feel like I see a VHS sitting on your coffee table right now. That might just be a book. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a book. This is a... I'm, I'm about to spend $4 <laughs> renting Gili on Amazon.com. You're not going to buy it? I mean, we'll see how good it is. It'd probably be cheaper to buy it. All right. I have basically no predictions. I know nothing about this movie other than it broke them up. Um, so I'm, I, ho- I hope we're all friends after this. But if not, I hope I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it for you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I, I have nothing. Well, no. I, and I want to say, like, this is going to make up for Die Hard because some people complained about how many predictions I had during Die Hard, Aaron. And like, oh, so now I'm going to have none. Well, I haven't heard anything to that effect, so don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> All right. I think I know a lot about this movie because I, you know, I haven't seen it and I never wanted to, but (laughs) I do, you know, I read a lot of pop culture stuff. So I've got a lot. And some of these I am almost certain are true. So I'll point those out in case you don't want to listen to those ones and you can, you know, do earmuffs. Yeah. All right. So I think both Ben and Jennifer Lopez are in the mob. And they kidnap someone. They're like, they're they're partners. Jennifer Lopez is a lesbian. And Ben Affleck, for the second time in a second movie, (laughs) converts a lesbian into being a straight woman. With the power of his magic and straightening penis, he fucks the gay right out of her, I think, is what happens in this movie. And, um... What, do I know anything? Else? Oh, I know a few people who are in it. Um, and so this is this is the point where if you don't want to hear, you should tune out. Okay. I've already made my predictions. So besides those two, I know that uh, Al Pacino pops up for a cameo. Wow. Huh. And um, it's directed by Martin Brest of Beverly Hills Cop fame. And uh, the kidnappy is that guy, Justin Bartha, who is most famous as... The fourth dude from the Hangover movies, yeah, the guy that's like never there, right? The the yeah. the extra extraneous mm-hmm. guy, yeah. 
He also is in Geely. <laughs> awesome. Poor bastard. This is his big break before he, got, before he did the hangover. Yeah. And then, okay, um, do you guys know any quotes associated with this film? This Are, film is so bad, I can't believe I'm in it. No, I don't know any quotes. Okay. Um, I have heard of a pretty exceptional quote from this movie. Um, I'm not going to say it here. I think in part two, it's going to be pretty obvious which which line it was. I'm just laying it out here. Uh, if anyone has seen this movie, you guys know the quote I'm talking about. So, uh, Are you going to like splice it into the thing and be like, here's the quote? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Do, I'll do that. That's can a good we, idea. Can we guess the quote? Please do. Two? All right. Oh, that'll be the first question. I don't think it's going to be hard. What's the will, quote? will we know it? We'll be like, oh, I've heard that before. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the smile on your face right now is great. It's just it's a very silly line. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, OK, do I have any other? Pre- I think that's it for me. I don't know anything else. I don't even know, like, if it's a rom-com or an action movie. Like, I, they're in the mob. But I- I think that might have been part of its problem, that it no one knew it if is. it was a rom-com or an action movie. But the movie might not even know. I always right. assumed it was a rom-com. Like, there's all this action right? stuff yeah. I'm like, and mob stuff, I'm like, there's no way this is what's going on. Right, well, what what if it turns out it's like an incredibly gritty, like, mob movie? It's like incredibly disturbing scenes of violence, that'd oh, be funny. I would, I would, yeah. I think Ben Affleck's gonna give an excellent performance. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll he usually that. does. Not always, but usually does. Okay, so... Before we retire to watch this thing, I, I want to dig into this. So you're a huge Ben Affleck fan as an actor. Yeah. Well, uh, from, I mean, just well, like just, what specifically? Um, Like or what specific thing that he's acted in? Yeah. Like what made you a Ben Affleck fan? Hmm. That's a great question. I have to, uh, I'll be stumbling over myself for a while. I'll prepare better for the second half. And okay. answer that question. I will say, um, I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he's incredibly variable depending on who's directing him. Like, uh, he can, he can go from terrible to, I think actually pretty damn good depending on like what the movie is. I will say I am a fan of Ben Affleck, the director mm-hmm. of all the films he's directed. I've liked all of them. And I think his first one, uh, gone baby gone. I think that's a genuinely great film. Yep. I definitely agree with that. I have never seen that movie. He does oh, not get okay. enough credit for Good Will Hunting, I think. Matt Damon, I feel like it's all yeah. credit. Well, that was before he'd actually directed a good film on his own, so everyone just assumed it was all Matt Damon. Oh, but he wrote it, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Because well, Matt Damon started it. They wrote together. Yeah. Yeah. And they won an Oscar they for They did. For the yeah. writing, yeah. I remember there was a, an SNL monologue when Gwyneth Paltrow was hosting, or maybe Ben Affleck was hosting. One of them was hosting, and the other one came on stage, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow shaded him, where she was like, she was like, I'm an Oscar winner. And he's like, I'm an Oscar too. And she's like, yeah, for writing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was also like, yeah, isn't it so great standing there up on stage all alone by yourself, knowing that achievement was entirely down to you and your choices? <laughs> See, I'm like you for Ben Affleck, except for Gwyneth Paltrow, another celebrity that everyone hates, uh, but I love. I don't, I don't have oh, a problem Oh, come on. Mm. I know Goop is silly, but she's a good actress. What has she acted in recently? Recently? She's really bad in the Marvel movies, but that's not her fault. It's just a bad character. Well, do you guys see Endgame yet? No. She's no. okay in that. Yeah, okay. Oscar winning. She's okay in that. <laughs> well, it's, you know. And Pepper I mean, Potts is a bad character. Uh, sure. Not that's a huge part of it either. She does yeah. have a pretty good, a few pretty good moments. In it. Anyway, it's not an Endgame podcast. It's a Geely podcast, guys. <laughs> oh, it's a Geely podcast. <laughs> Are we ready to spend the next two hours watching Geely? 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <sighs> Let's fucking do it. Yeah. We'll be back. This is the part where we're watching the movie. And now it's done. Well, guys. <laughs> we're back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What just happened? I, uh, oh, I seriously don't know where to begin. Well, I got to say that you guys laughed very hard. I think you enjoyed it a lot more than you're about to claim. Oh, oh, okay. So I, you, can, you want yeah, to go first? Yeah. That's, there's like the laughter of enjoyment and then there's like the laughter of like, I'm so fucking uncomfortable and I don't understand what's happening right now. Yeah. The <laughs> laughter of shock. Yeah. Like, what did I just hear? Wow. Uh, I, okay. I will say that uh, pursuant to my earlier concern that maybe it would be too good to be enjoyable, <laughs> not the case. The comparisons to the room are like it's very, very similar to the room in a Shocking. lot of ways. Yeah, the uh, the bizarre views on sexuality for a start, and so yeah, yeah. To that prediction, this is indeed, uh, as far as I know, the second Ben Affleck movie in which he converts a lesbian. To being straight through his sheer masculine charisma. Uh, no, this time it was through his feminine charisma. Oh, that's right. She does point out how feminine he is. I do think that they probably thought they were being very, like, progressive with gender roles or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were a couple of things that I'm like, that's, like, proto-feminist. And I think you're trying to be really, like, ahead of your time and... But you're just so not. Yeah, they're they're trying. They were trying so hard. I think you're, the words for Ben Affleck you're looking for is the Sultan of Slick <laughs> and the <laughs> Ruler of Cool. Let me tell you the fuck I am. I am the fucking Sultan of Slick, Sadie. I am the rule of fucking cool. You want to be a gangster? You want to be a thug? You sit at my fucking feet, gather the pearls that emanate forth from me. Because I'm the fucking original, straight, first, foremost, pimp, mac, fucking hustler, original gangster's gangster. Oh, my God. <laughs> there were moments where I almost spit out my tea watching this movie. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh, my brain feels broken by what I just watched. Let's gobble. Let's... Gobble. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's turkey time. It's. You guys. It's turkey time. <laughs> He's like, what? Let's 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 gab, let's gab, gabble, gabble for a second. So that was um, that was the line. I thought when I was when I'd heard, I knew that line was in the movie, and I was like, oh man, that line is so extreme. There's no doubt they'll know that's what I was talking about once it comes up. And then the whole movie is filled, yeah, with crazy, ridiculous quotes like that. It barely stands out at all. It's true. I mean, we laugh yeah. the hardest at it. It is the craziest one, <laughs> but like only by a little bit. And she nails the line. She's like, turkey time. He's like, what? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> like, say- I laughed just at the way she said it. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's a joke in there. Then I laughed again. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has moved me to tears. I would just, I'll just throw that out there. It seriously made me reevaluate my flirting game. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, apparently the answer is just ask about the weather. Okay. All right. So, seriously this time, let's uh let's 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 take it from the top. So, all right, some background about this movie. Not enough in my opinion because after watching this, I feel like I need 
I need a full like Hearts of Darkness Apocalypse Now level documentary about what happened making this movie. I'm I'm so shocked by what I've seen. But what I have is number one, uh, J Lo is not originally the lead. Oh. The person originally cast to be the female star of this movie was Halle Berry. Interesting. Can we see Halle Berry in this mm. part? I kind of can, actually. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go so far as to say I think J-Lo did a good job. Um, Given that script, right. I feel like she did the best that anyone could have done with it. Exactly. I would yeah. say the same about Ben Ben Affleck did incredible in it. It was just, <laughs> it was just a bad script. Yeah. Oh my god, the script. Oh, the script is so uh, bad. So anyway, so Halle Berry drops out because she was shooting um, X-Men 2. Not uh, because good, she good call. not because she went to rehearsals and read those lines and was like, <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck is this movie? I'm sorry, I need to go be a flying superhero person I and know. not do this movie. Yeah, let me let me just star in one of like the biggest Dude, films true. of that decade instead. <laughs> but X-Men 2, her role wasn't that big. No, it wasn't. And she's also not great in it, but whatever. Yeah. This isn't a Halle Berry podcast. This is a Geely <laughs> podcast. Um, Rhymes with really. Uh, yes, Geely. not Jiggly. Um, I really thought that was going to be J Lo's name. <laughs> I just thought that was the first name, like Gigi. Well, it's it was a, Gigi. It's it's very feminine. It, yeah. Oh, Another thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, levels yeah. and levels. Oh, this is deep. Um, okay. And the other thing I have is that the original ending was that uh, Gigi Ben Affleck's character Larry Gigi died in the original ending. Should have. He should have. I kind of agree. Uh, but the at the test screenings, the audiences didn't like that, so they reshot the ending. And they liked that? I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> they Did, just gave up after the second you know test screening. Died? They're like, fuck no, it. No, maybe Al Pacino shoots him. You, he should have walked into the ocean. That was a perfect opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I know. He should just Virginia Woolf it. The <laughs> say goodbye to the kid, load some rocks into that ridiculous leather duster he's wearing on uh. the beach and just walk into the water. And maybe that's why Tommy Wiseau remade this, just because he wanted to be able to, he's like, I need to die at the end of this. I think they came out the same year, actually. This is 2003, I think. Oh, is this like one of those situations where like, it's like Volcano and, and Dante's and Peak, Peak yeah, and like Armageddon up. and- uh, Ben Affleck movie. Oh my God. The script has been circulating Hollywood for years and finally two fucking lunatics picked it up and turned it into trash in different ways. Oh my God. So we've been dancing around it so far. Let's talk about- the writer slash director, Martin Brest, and the job he did on this movie, just to mention it, Martin Brest has made good films in his Such past. as? Like Celine. Well, he did Beverly Hills Cop. Really? Which, yeah, which I thought was a well-made film. He also made Scent of a Woman. Hoo-ah. I've never seen that. Hoo-ah, indeed. That's probably how he got Al Pacino to show up for five minutes. Uh, and Al Pacino was firmly in hua mode. Oh, Al Pacino was on point in this movie. <laughs> I thought Al Pacino and Christopher Walken just seemed like exactly the same as each other in this movie. I was like, you could interchange them. They would oh, be interesting. fine. Oh, wow. I think you could have flipped their characters, but they were both so just doing like their, like Christopher Walken was so Christopher Walken and Al Pacino was so Al Pacino. Yes. But um, uh, to finish off Martin Brest, uh, he did Midnight Run. Meet Joe Black. Anyone seen that boring movie? And oh, is that the one with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, like, I saw. I it never saw. A, it. I saw it on a plane so once, creepy. and I was like, "This is horrible." Yeah. I better stare at the back of the seat. Well, um, Martin Brest also made this movie in 2003. You guys might be shocked to learn he has not made a movie since. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. And I got to say, so we'll do the directing in a second, but 100% of the problem with this movie is the the script, yes, the writing. Absolutely. 100% of the base problem with it. Like okay. it's the foundation. The foundation of the problem is the script. Cuz like there are a, many others. Is yeah, it a yeah. comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a mobster action movie? Is it a connecting with a special needs person who's just come into your life and teaches you something about I opening up? That Talking was about the gender mo- roles. Is it about gender roles? Like what's going on? That was the most respectful language about a special needs person that entire film. Oh, what yeah. you just said. No, no, no. No, no one used the word special needs ever. Oh my god. I I, I was, just was that what two thousand three was like? Am I just not remembering? Yes. Like were yes. we like that in two thousand three? Okay. All right. Whew. Okay. Well, I think I was. Yeah, I no, know. I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the R word is dropped. Uh, fairly frequently, I, or maybe not frequently, but it's hit pretty hard mm-hmm. in this movie. And I, it's also the performance we'll talk about in a yeah. second, but Jesus. But okay, so with the writing, here's the thing. Like, this movie is two hours long. And as both the writer and the director, I feel like Martin Brest has committed malpractice by letting yeah. it be that long. So this this movie could have been a lean 80 minutes. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's so much fat in this film. Well, like, the last 20 minutes, they're standing on the beach. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, not only, like, so much of this movie, like, like this movie should just be called Monologues. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a list Weird of monologues. monologues. I'm like, soliloquy monologue. Monologues, I'm like, yeah. well, they're technically monologues, but are they soliloquies? Yeah. <laughs> so many of them. And, and about, like, nothing. J- just, you know, just, just a lot of bulls. Well, there was the penis <laughs> monologue and immediately followed by the vagina monologue. Not intended. Yeah. And, and let's not forget <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the eye gouging monologue. Oh, oh right. Man, that was good. Um, what else? I-, I mean, Al Pacino's monologue. Christopher Walken got a monologue. Oh, there or... was the angry Degasaurus Rex monologue. Degasaurus Rex. Yeah. Oh, so many good Which lines. got her to finally sleep with him. Yeah. yeah. That is apparently the trick. Well, you know, the thing is, Emily, I don't know if you know this, but something that women find really hot is whining. Yes. <laughs> just just, just whining about how this Dicosaurus Rex won't sleep with you is going to get her so horny for you, she will compromise her sexuality just to sleep with you. I'm really upset that you have, like, uncovered the secret that we as women have been hiding for for millennia. <laughs> nah whining it's nailed it's the it. answer so he definitely felt very entitled to her body that was that definitely is, a thing that is definitely true yeah, so like did this the did not age well <laughs> so did the cameraman <laughs> not age well oh, okay so um so wait i just have a question on so if this is his two-hour magnum opus he wrote it he directed it what did he think the like message that he was sending was like what's the deep story i or think it's connection? funny i think or- it's funny Okay, so but he I'm thought not this sure. was like a two-hour comedy, like, nailed it. I think that was the idea. Oh, yeah. And I think oh. I think it's like this hits all, this hits everything. There's action, there's comedy, there's sex involved in it. There's hilarious monologues. I think this reads as like he saw Pulp Fiction. Yes. And was like, I'm going to make my Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's quirk, everyone's quirky. Everyone talks like no one in this movie talks like a normal human being. Mm. Everyone has everyone talks like an Italian gangster or like a ver- yeah, a weird version of one. And like everyone's breaking the law and no one's concerned about the police or yeah. keeping an eye on the kid. Ugh, yeah. Uh, all right. So the, we'll, when we discuss the plot, there are plenty of problems <laughs> we can point out. But let's do the actors a little bit. So okay. 
Number one with a bullet, Ben Affleck as Larry Geely. Uh, Eric, you're our resident Ben Affleck fan. How do you think he did? I think he's great. I mean, there was a couple of, a couple of, the writing was very difficult for him to work with. Um, he, he definitely was trying to be Tony Soprano a couple times, but that was the writing, not him. But I think he did a very good job most of the time. I didn't really like the whining, but again, that was the writing. But he's a very dreamy character. I like it. Hmm. Emily? Um, I agree that his jaw was very chiseled for, <laughs> mm-hmm. for most of the movie. And his hair was um, great. Yeah, excellent hair. Um, very, you know, good staring eyes. Um, no, I thought, um, I thought his performance was pretty uneven. I thought that, and I, I agree that the script was terrible, but I just felt like the transition from like sad sack Larry when he's like, oh, I hate my job. And like, I'm super angry. It was like, it came out of nowhere. And I was like, this does not feel like a fully formed character to me. And I blame the actor for that. He also only had those two modes. Yes. Yes, that's true. Well, he, he had the having sex mode too. Those oh, eyes, those eyes were that, great. That, that might was, be that might be a new background on my screen. Ben Affleck's doozy sex face, face was amazing. <laughs> oh. I disagree. I think he, you know, just like with his mode of seduction, his mode of making love, just like he's cracked the case wide open. Mastery. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, given what he had to work with, he did all right. I, I, uh, would would Matt Damon have done a better job? No. I don't see how. <laughs> there you go, because Ben Affleck is a superior actor. He was fine. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that, that's that's, oh, where yeah. my, that's where my whole Ben Affleck thing, I was thinking about that. Usually my Ben Affleck thing is when people talk about Matt Damon in a bar, I go full Ben Affleck. That's it's where true. it comes from. It's true. I mean, better? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Strong words. Yeah. I don't know if we want to make this a Ben Affleck podcast or Matt Damon podcast. As much as I'd like to, we can't because we got Jennifer Lopez to talk about now, who I'm going to go on record, I think, is actually kind of good in this. Again, the script, yeah, but she is clearly working hard to sell it, and she does about as well as I think anyone possibly could. She had great hair as well. Yeah. She did great everything. She did did excellent eyes as well. No, I thought I thought she did. I thought she did a pretty good job. She made the most of it. There were like subtleties. It felt like a fully formed character, a very weird one, but a fully formed one. Yeah, yeah. She she seemed to have more of an internal life. Yes. Than uh, Ben Affleck's character as than Larry. I knew nothing about Larry, like nothing at all. Right. We he, we spent so much time with him, and you know he's screaming and yelling the whole time. But I don't feel like I ever really learned anything about him. He has a mom. He does have a mom. So we learned something. He has Tabasco sauce, and he uses Charmin. He loves that leather jacket. And he loves that fucking leather jacket. There's a lot of product placement in this movie. He looks at his fingernails like a lady. Had you heard that before? Yeah. I had to, but uh, I forget which one I do. (laughs) Yeah, I immediately was like, what am I doing? I do this way, but I I think I think about it because... Right. As far as performances go, I think we might have the most to say about Justin Bartha. As Brian. That was awful. That was really He should be ashamed. He should be kicked out of Hollywood for that. Not the most sensitive portrayal (laughs) of someone (laughs) with uh, behavioral issues that I've ever seen. Inconsistent behavioral issues. So inconsistent. Like, so it's never established what his issue is. It looks like he's playing some kind of cross between autism and Tourette's. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also very inconsistent. Like, sometimes he's more you know controlled and put together than others and it's just i mean he does not that i approve of using this word but to quote tropic Tropic thunder Thunder, it's a quote 
he goes full retard mm-hmm. and like hard like he's doing all the ticks all yeah. the like classic playground mannerisms that i think to my modern eyes look pretty bad yeah what do you guys think <laughs> Well, at the, at the end, he was in the back of the car and he started singing a song. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to claim that he was acting the whole time and he's going to come out straight. Mm. And I was like, this is going to, the whole thing's going to come together right here. Big twist. And it didn't happen. I could have, I would have dug, dug that twist. Been good. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was horribly cringeworthy. And I, again, how did, I mean, this was my question. Like, did he think that if he did this, this was going to like get him his Oscar for his role in Geely? Like. Why well, would he, you... he didn't try very hard, I think, to be a good actor in this. I think that I I believe it. Yeah, I don't know. I... These are like or these are choices people made. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is yeah. doing the caricature as the thing. So was he putting too much into that? Like it just oof, oof. Yeah, it was it was bad, man. <sighs> yeah. All right. So uh, Justin Bartha, shame on you. But then again, <laughs> maybe Martin Brest's fault. He yeah. was he was the director after all. Yep. Um. All right. So and then just we've mentioned them already, but to toss them out, we get a quick cameo from Christopher Walken. Who? What the heck was he talking? I had no idea what I he like, said. I think I dozed off in the middle of I, talking. I was like, this is. I mean, it was very Christopher Walken, but I was just. I don't know. I I thought he was gonna be Larry Gilly's dad. Like, I thought there was going to yeah. be a whole twist where, like, his dad is a cop mm, and his dad's, mm-hmm. like, stopping by, like, looks like he's grilling him. And he's like, hey, what's up, Larry? And, like, leaves. And then, no. But similar to the room, he just sort of showed up, dropped some random words, and left. You know, it, I mean, bringing it back to this idea that Martin Brest watched Pulp Fiction, this is exactly like Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he comes in for one kind of quirky monologue like scene stealing yep. thing yeah and then leaves again and he's like i'm gonna do that in my movie it's like hey do you want to be original and cast someone besides christopher walken to do this no i'm gonna actually get christopher walken to do that exact thing it, and it adds nothing to the movie there's a little bit of exposition but that's where we like learn what the actual scheme is but we could have gotten that anywhere like what yeah they could have turned on the TV and it was on the news, right? Like, yeah. What, what was the quote he said? He, like at the end, he he goes from just being a weird person talking about something kind of relevant to just spouting nonsense. Where he's just like, "I think I'm going to go down to the restaurant and get some ice cream. Put it on your head." <laughs> go down to Marie Callender's. Get me a big bowl of pie, some ice cream on it. Mm-hmm, good. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Sure. Oh, yeah, it, was the thing, <laughs> it was the thing about pie, and I forgot to write it down, but it's like, a, oh, Marie Callender's. Yes. I'm going to go to Marie Callender's and get some pie and, like, put it in your face and on your head. I was like... Yeah, does that make sense? Because that's when I, that's where I thought I fell asleep. So... I was like, he's suddenly so talking about something else. I, I thought something. Marie Callender made, like, chicken pot pies. I didn't know that they made, like, fruit pies, but maybe it was a chicken pot pie that he was talking about. Who fucking knows? <laughs> I mean, he, there might not have been a script. That could have just been... They were like, Christopher Walken, go in. And say some shit. Just vamp. Yeah, and we'll build the rest of the movie around it. Maybe originally, uh, Bartha's character was not the brother of a prosecutor and he was someone else. And they just like, well, Christopher Walken said it. Let's do it. It's established. Yeah. But we could just reshoot it differently. No. Nope. It's established. 
So I have heard, I haven't read this, but I have heard that Christopher Walken never says no to a job. Like he will, oh. he will do anything, good, bad, he'll do anything if he has time. Yeah. Nice. I heard this 10 years ago at a barbecue. That sounds that so sounds we had done planned to, to have a party to invite him to it and see if he'd come. <laughs> we never did. <laughs> and another person who wound up in this movie is Al Pacino. Who, I, did you guys even notice, he, he just looked like he wasn't even in a costume, that he just showed up and walked onto set and they are like, hey, we're going to like put you in something. And he's like, nope, uh, this is just what I wore today and this is what I'm going to be shot in. Like, like, Sorry, I'm disheveled. I just got off a plane. Yeah, it's just like, that's that- just Al Pacino. Like the glasses and the hair. I was yeah. just sort of like, this looks kind of like what I imagine Al Pacino is like just out and about. Yeah. That being said, I thought he was kind of good in this. I thought he was really good. I thought he was a little bit wackier than I'm used to seeing him. But like I said, I thought he was a little bit more Christopher Walken than I was expecting. Like uh, he was very goofy. Yeah, but comparative to like, have you seen The Devil's Advocate? Yes, but it was a very long time ago. Late period Al Pacino is not very restrained. I just assume Scarface was like this, but I haven't seen Scarface. I just seem like it's like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. He He was kind of menacing. I'll give him that. For... Oh, he definitely was menacing. I mean, he did shoot that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did see coming for a while. Yeah. I was like, this yeah, guy yeah. is going to die. Yeah. But I mean, just like the fact that in this ridiculous film, he actually managed to make himself an object of menace at all is, you know, yeah. pretty good. Good job. All right. So let's talk about the actual movie. <laughs> so first thing first, checking in on our predictions here. Um, J-Lo did work for the mob, uh, but so did Ben Affleck. He did want to date her, and he couldn't, but not because he wasn't in the mob. <laughs> but the lesbian part I got right. That is also true. And he converted her. There yeah. was no speedboat, though. There was no speedboat. And she never wore a bikini. I think I just am thinking of the paparazzi pictures. Mm. Uh, she wore that That's yoga outfit, though, which was about about the same. Yeah. Honestly. And um, what else? Okay, so uh, they did kidnap a kid for organized crime. And uh, I also predicted that uh, Ben would fuck the gay out of Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Are we sure she was part of the mob? Like, she just showed up and no one like no one was like, oh, yeah, she's there. She's, I definitely vouched for her. She just showed up. I mean, Well, it, Ben calls the guy, his boss, and he says Lewis. he sent her. Louis, yeah. yeah. But um, we never really get a sense of what her job in the mafia is. Like, supposedly she's a heavy like Ben Affleck. But the thing about both of them is that neither of them are very tough. Yeah. Like, both of them are pretty squeamish and, like, wussy for mob yeah. hitmen. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you said that during the movie. But I I think what Ben Affleck did or what, what Gili did to the guy in the, in the dryer in the beginning was pretty badass. All right, well, let's talk about it. So uh, the movie begins, and the first thing I noticed right off the bat was the music in this film. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like background music should be playing while we talk. It's like inappropriate background music. Oh, honestly. And it was like, it's so generic, and yet so, it was constantly coming in, and constantly coming in at, it was like the wrong music at the wrong moments, totally yep. undercutting the scene, and, and and so much, like all the time. Like J-Lo talking to Al Pacino, like it was a great scene. Al Pacino just went crazy and just shot that guy. And now here's her lines and they're playing this really corny full house music in the back. It's the music. Why are they doing this? It was the music from the sex scene. I'm almost entirely sure. Yeah. Like during that scene, they also played the sex scene music. You have this. Yeah. 
you have this good scene going where like and it's like an intense moment jennifer lopez is you know confronting al pacino and like basically arguing for their lives and then we get the sex music comes in and totally undoes everything like all, oh yeah filler music throughout and just it, it was, it, terrible choices and it was often too loud i was like why it was like drowning out the dialogue yeah it was weird and so, and then we get what I think is always a bad sign, which is the movie starts with some voiceover directed at the audience. Ben Affleck, uh, the first of many weird monologues. We're it was a very get. Goodwill Hunting type type monologue or uh, over. What do you call it? It wasn't directed at the audience. Voiceover. Though. Voiceover. Thank you. Well, it, it was w- directed at the guy in the dryer. We didn't know that yet, and I mean, in fact, he yeah. actually delivers one of his lines directly at the camera. Yeah. So we find out it's that guy's perspective. But yeah. for a second, I was like, "Oh my god, is he breaking the fourth wall?" <laughs> Like, is it, what kind of movie are we in for? I just assumed he was talking to a character because the thing he said was that, like, your shoes are going to be, like, untied by the corner. And I was like, well, he's not talking to the audience because I'm not going to die at the end of this movie, I don't think. Well, it, it makes more sense if he did die at the end. If he, like, the, the early monologue oh. is like, you never know how things are going to turn out when you wake up in the morning. You could be tying your shoes and then that night the coroner's untying your shoes. Oh. And it's like. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. If he had died. You know, you get that closing monologue. He's like, you see, you never know how things are going to end up. Oh, and by the way, the fucking accents in this movie. (laughs) All over the map. All over the map and like terrible. Yes. Like I know I said Jennifer Lopez did a good job and more or less she did, but she's she's pulling an accent half the time. That's but only half the time. And it's like, yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's like mixed in with the Jennifer Lopez like sultry voice too mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like she's either doing the accent or trying to be seductive and it's like going back and forth oh god all right so he's threatening this guy and yes this guy he's threatening is in a giant dryer and i couldn't help but think like right off the bat i'm like ben affleck you work for the mafia you can threaten someone however you want why go through this ridiculous bullshit putting someone in a dryer which does i mean i'm sure is unpleasant but like I think it would sooner burn the motor out. Yeah. Like if it was a, if it was a washer, heavy. the washer can take it. The dryer mm. probably can't. Pull, just just show him a gun. Does he own a gun? It doesn't seem like he owns a gun. I don't think he owns a gun. Yeah. He doesn't even own a knife. He had to use a butter knife. <laughs> a plastic butter knife. Yeah. I got someone conveniently left in the morgue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you would be eating your lunch in the in the morgue like fridge. That's weird. Person's got to eat. And and so, all right, so he meets his boss who doesn't, Ben Affleck and Lewis, his boss, sorry, Larry and Lewis, it feels like they don't even know each other. Do you ever notice? Like, he's explaining how to pronounce his name at the beginning, and, but, like, Lewis talks to him, he's like, I knew you were a fuck up and I couldn't trust you, but then at the same time, he doesn't even really, like, know him. Yeah, there's some weird backstory about he must have been, like, brought in from, you know, he's a friend of a friend, like. But why bring him in? He's not good at his job. Maybe, he's not tough. Maybe he's not he had smart. to run from his life. I don't know. Right? There's no back. So we we twice do the here's how you pronounce my last name, mm-hmm. and we never do the here's who I am or where I came from or why I'm in this strange place where no one actually knows me and I don't like my job. But anyway, so immediately apparent too is that all of the dialogue is going to be super heightened throughout this movie again no one talks like a normal person Everyone a lot of talks. indiscriminate yelling yeah all the time a lot of screaming and yelling like the room and a lot just like oh, yeah you know everyone's u- doing that italian thing where they use t- 
10 words when three would do and unnecessarily high level SAT words to, you know, it's like, what if I was to tell you that perhaps it would be more enervating if we were to do it this way instead of that way? Would that, you know, like that, that yeah. fucking Goodfellas shit? Yep. Like, but everyone talks that way. Jennifer Lopez is the worst of it. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, I kept saying she wanted to rectify the situation. I'm like, how can right. we rectify this situation? People don't talk like this. Uh, so Ben Affleck gets his job, which is to kidnap a special needs child in order to uh, hold it over someone who at the time we think owes some money. Later, it turns out to be a federal prosecutor who is uh, going after someone high in the mob, Al Pacino. Uh, and Al Pacino is correct. Not a good idea to kidnap the family members of federal prosecutors. At least he called it out. Yes. Someone need to say it. Giant yeah. plot hole. Yeah. And he's also right that if you are going to do it, don't half-ass it. Like, god damn, this plan was doomed from the start. So anyway, so we meet Justin Bartha. It's embarrassingly broad. And we bring him back to Ben Affleck's apartment where we'll be spending uh, 90% oh of god. this movie. I was so <laughs> sick looking at, at that apartment. Jesus Christ. Those walls were very beige. <laughs> yeah, it's a very boring looking apartment. Yeah. If you're going to spend the whole movie in one apartment, couldn't you like make it look more interesting? I think it looked like uh, your standard luxury apartment. And also Ben Affleck probably, uh, sorry, Larry wouldn't be the most uh, creative decorator, I suppose. So when he actually went to kidnap the kid, that was our first uh, product placement was the sunflower seeds. He called oh, out yeah. the brand. I can't remember what the brand is, oh, but it's like the only brand of sunflower seeds. Yeah, it was like poppy seeds or something, or boy yeah. seeds. Something like that. It's the ones yeah. I always get. Are sunflower seeds good? Oh, yeah, they're great. Huh. Because I remember Fox Mulder always used to eat them. I always eat them when I like playing baseball, which is like once a year. Hmm. Justin Bartha's character, Brian, is obsessed with the Baywatch. Not uh, Baywatch. The Baywatch. No, the Baywatch. The Baywatch. Because he wants the real thing. He wants to go see, not the show, but where they actually do the Baywatch, because that's where the sex is. Yes. So we've got a, a horny special needs boy. How young is this kid supposed to be? No idea. He looks, I, he looks 25. Yeah, I was assuming he was in his, supposed to be in his 20s. But he's, I agree, he's kind of played as like 16. So just like the room. <laughs> oh, he's Danny. <laughs> he's fucking Danny. Oh my god, the connections. Well, um, more to that point, Jennifer Lopez becomes the first person to do the room thing, which is she shows up at Ben Affleck's apartment and then just waltzes right on in. Yeah, that was awesome. And well, he, he does this thing twice in the movie where he blocks the door and just having his head between the door and the door frame, just like not letting someone in. Then he eventually lets him in. Actually, it's always her. Well, and the girlfriend. Oh, and the girlfriend. And yeah. Christopher so, Walken. People just barge in and out. Yep. So I will, then they just leave. I will say that um, part of her entrance, though, when she's like knocked on the door, but then she's turned so her back is to the door so that when he opens the door, she can turn with a dramatic that was hair a, flip. An amazing that was an hair flip. Entrance. Yeah. yeah. A, a hair flip for the ages. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I have it written down. J-Lo enters on a hair flip. <laughs> Um, and she also initiates what is like a weird obsession with this movie with phones and phone calls where she's like, I need, I, can I come in to use your phone? Cause it's 2003 and we still have them and people use them, I guess. You couldn't give her his cell phone, which would be a bad idea, but he didn't want her to come in, which he shouldn't have let her come in. She'd given him her cell phone. Yeah. 
a lot of payphone usage in this movie too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Lewis was always on the payphone. Yeah, there were payphones, there were cell phones, there were cordless landline phones, and there was him using a flashlight as a phone. Like yeah, it was, was a walkie-talkie. Yeah, it was a phone. Car oh, yeah. phone. Yeah, it was weird. Also, yeah, and, the, and the kid bought it. Yeah. Well, he but, special needs well, yeah, some, like, some kind or another. Yeah, but he also knew how to use an actual phone. Yeah, to call Australia. <laughs> and also, don't forget, he doesn't have a book in his house, except what does he have? A phone book. He has a phone book. And there's this thing about how much phone calls cost. Like when Jennifer Lopez wants to enter, she's like, can I make a call? It's probably a local call. And I was like, Jesus, in 2003, were we still thinking about like how much? Yes. Yes. I remember I got Sprint back then because I could call all over the country for free. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. I had a I had to get a special like phone account so I could call from my dorm room like I could call my parents because otherwise I can only call Boston. Man, I don't remember that far back. Did you ever have a calling card? My parents had a calling card. I did uh, in Europe when I visited there. Oh, yeah, but that makes sense. But, yeah, other than that. Um, and, of course, Justin Bartha, he keeps yelling at Justin Bartha for calling Australia on his phone because God God knows how long he was on the phone to Australia and <laughs> how much that must internet. have cost. Just use the internet. It's free. There was no internet in 2003. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> what? There was no VoIP in 2003. There was no VoIP, <laughs> but there was definitely internet in 2003. Can we also talk about Jennifer Lopez's outfits in this movie? She Those... brought a lot of clothing with her for uh, her short stay at Ben Affleck's house. Point. She looked great the oh, yeah. whole time. By it the was way. very 2003. That like super amount of exposed midriff. I like, love it. Early 2000s. When she first walks in, Dave's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, because you see, you don't see what her shirt is at first. She's kind of shot shoulders up, and then when it finally pulls back into a wider shot, her like whole torso is is just free and clear and i was like oh damn and she's got like low rider jeans yeah. on no she looked awesome yeah. yeah fantastic yeah yeah i mean that wasn't like like you went to work that way every day but like she, a lot of people wore that back then she was at work back then i know but i'm just saying i'm like it it was of its time yeah i i approved of the fashion back then maybe it's just because that's when i was uh, impressionable because we're old yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess but i mean look so this movie sexualized the hell out of jennifer lopez oh. yes and I was 100% down with it. <laughs> like, she looked great. You yeah. Know, I mean, got nothing more to add to that. She just, man. I, I mean, I guess she's sort of like not been super in the spotlight lately. So I'd sort of forgotten about what she was, mm-hmm. you know? And, man. I mean, she still looks great. I sh- yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure. I, just, I sort of just haven't had her on my mind in years, you know? So, Yeah. This is where, too, so she comes in and she immediately starts pissing Ben Affleck off. And that's where we get his incredible monologue that you've written down, Eric, about how he's the Sultan of Slick. Yes. Do you have anything else he calls himself? The Ruler of Cool. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty long monologue. And those are the only two I caught. There were a bunch more. Dude, it was great. He was on a roll. I, I had something about how she should be grabbing the pearls of wisdom that emanate from him. There were a lot of pearls. Jesus always, Christ. Yeah. Oh, the oysters are calm, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, there's so many rants. There's something about a bull and a cow where he was a bull and she was oh. a cow. Oh, Every yeah. relationship has a bull and a cow. Every relationship has a bull and a cow. And come get the horn. I'm the bull. Yeah, I, um, I'm i the bull and you are the cow. This is when, yeah, though. They drove it home. That's what I, yep. So this is when she decides that... Um, She's going to stay. And he's like, well, why don't, you know, don't sleep on the floor. You know, share my bed with me. And he's in the bathroom trying to, like. Like, flex? Yeah. Even though he doesn't like her, she's Jennifer Lopez. So 
he's gonna try and sleep with her and he's like trying to psych himself up but he's talking in the mirror about all this stuff is that something people do i've never done that practice talking in the mirror or the like because he was doing the like the flexing flexing. and And he was lifting to like get a pump i think yeah the lifting that was amazing i mean i i've definitely like you know, check myself out in the mirror, adjusted my hair, made sure I look okay, yeah. you know, like, like give yourself an audible pe- pep talk. Yeah, I, I've yeah. never, like, practiced lines into a mirror. I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's... That was so awkward, though. I'm like, I think this is supposed to be funny, but I just, this is just weird. I think, it, yeah. I mean, so this could be where they were trying to play with gender roles and show that he was, like, insecure. Mm. I don't think they were that deep, but that could that could be it. You're probably being generous, but <laughs> let's let's be generous. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't think I'm... I would say around this point is where I wrote, this script makes no sense. This music is ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> Why is he so angry? Yeah, well, so those angry. are my notes. Because he can't cry. It, That's oh, why he's so angry. Yeah. Yeah. Gender roles again, dude. Yep. Gender roles. So yep. many layers. Oh, my God. So many. In an earlier scene, he finally... its I think it's around when he's finally ranting. He yells at uh, Justin Bartha, just yeah. be normal. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, then he like smacked him, didn't he? Or pushed yeah. him against the wall and roughed him up. Like, yeah, yeah, he was... He was that was really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, you know what this kid's deal is, right? Like, you can't just scream, just be normal at someone. What are you doing? That's gonna make it worse. And also, at another point, he turns down the kid's music because he's like hey i've got neighbors he has been screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs for like an hour of that movie at that point like come on so th- you know the movie really pushes hard that the kid and ben affleck have formed this like relationship yeah and i just never saw it like yep. he was always kind of a dick to him yep no, like no chemistry uh, however well there is one thing he does for him he reads to him to help him fall asleep that was pretty cute it was one of the few things I think this movie did right. It was pretty funny. He doesn't have a book, so he just reads the uh, the label of a Tabasco bottle to him. And then, of course, later on, he is reading uh, the pack of some charm and toilet paper, which pretty funny. Yeah. Can, can I just <clears throat> excuse me? Can I just jump in and say there was a book in that apartment? Jennifer Lopez had a book and she did not offer that book when she was telling Ben Affleck to read to the kids. That's right. Kind of dick. But yeah. she and she was reading it a lot, but she never like progressed in the book. No. Like as far as I care, it could have been upside down. <laughs> She's like, I I'm read. just pretending to read, so Ben Affleck stops hitting on me. Yeah. So the book was called Being Peace. Yeah. Let's see if it's a real book. <laughs> just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, while you're looking that up, like the scene where she's lying in bed reading, and he comes out with the robe on, <laughs> like all the chest hair showing, oh, whips God, the yeah. robe off. And just like jumps into bed and starts snuggling with her. And I'm like, this is so awkward. It's the music is crazy in that scene. And the robe is crazy in that scene. Like but, she got fully me too right here. And I was just like, oh my god! Did you pick up what his big line was? No. You're actually a very attractive woman. He says to J-Lo. Nailed it. You know, you, you're you a huge bitch, but actually, <laughs> yeah. you're a very attractive woman. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> and then she teases him, declares she's a lesbian, and rolls over. Yeah. In oh. an obvious tease situation. I'm like, this is absurd. <laughs> not only that, but he, th- I think this is one of the most egregious examples of her not talking like a real human being. So he starts hitting on her with that great line. And what she says is... <clears throat> Do not allow the seeds of cruel hope to sprout in your soul. 
That's like straight <laughs> out of Shakespeare. <laughs> what? She just could have said, I'm a lesbian, fuck off. But instead Or just fuck off. Yeah. So I don't have to explain don't, myself. Don't need a reason, just I'm not I'm not down with it. But like, what? Like she's constantly speaking like this. Do not allow the seeds of cruel hope to sprout in your soul. And he, of course, has the reaction we did, which is what? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Oh my god. Uh so this is also the first point in my notes where I wrote Who's watching the kid? Yeah. The movie, I think, wants us to think that, all right, Ben Affleck is a little dopey and not that great at his job, but Jennifer Lopez is good yeah. at her job. And she's often presented as, like, much more level-headed than him, smarter. smarter. Yeah. And yet, she never winds up actually being very helpful or good at her job either. And I, she came up with the idea of the other thumb. Which is a patently bad idea because fingerprints. Yeah, which winds up being their undoing. Jesus Christ, you are a professional criminal. <laughs> so, yeah, so they both go to sleep and the kid that they've kidnapped who, okay, one, they've kidnapped someone. So maybe you should like keep an eye on him, tie him up. I don't know. Two, this is a person who, you know, has some mental challenges and could conceivably get up to anything anywhere. Like, forget just he could get up and walk out the front door of your apartment and get lost in the city. What if he just starts messing around with your stuff and hurts himself? Yeah, or turns on the stove and, like, lights something on fire. Or just like, walks out the door and walks down the stairs. And yeah. Walking into, into traffic. traffic. Or yeah. picks up the phone because he seemed to know the number for Australia. Why wouldn't he know his brother's phone number? Or 911. Or 911. Yeah. He just, like, no one is ever watching him. What are they doing? They're terrible at their job. Ugh. Walken comes. We get his monologue. We find out what the story is. They go out to eat. And, um... <laughs> kai Toy Mai. Yes, Kai Toy Mai. Do you want to explain to us what Kai Toy Mai is? It's basically, what, how they rip the eyes out of somebody and rip the, um, what, visual, the optic nerve out and, like, front part of the brain so you, you lose all memory of everything you've ever seen. It's actually pretty badass. It was pretty badass, but it wasn't really delivered that well. And she was surrounded by like 12, 12 people, 12 hoodlums or not. And like, they just listened to it. Yeah. So they're out to eat. And these like this like gang of teen boys is bothering them. Ben Affleck wants to beat them up. But no, Jennifer... he is decidedly bothering them. Well, ben Affleck fair is bo- bothering them. They're minding their own business. Yeah. But Jennifer Lopez is like, oh, let me let me intimidate them without making a scene. Right. Kaitoimai. Loosely translated, that's. The rip that takes the past. Now, once the thumb liquefies the eye, it is deftly and immediately replaced by the forefinger. Deep thrust, hooking around, and securing the ocular nerve. And then removing it with such force as to bring with it, by suction, a vital portion of the visual cortex. The part of the brain, as I'm sure you may know, that stores visual memory. Now. The extraordinary element of this move, the the genius of it, the, the the absolute poetry of it, is that aside from the obvious wound, one's opponent is left with no memory of anything he has ever seen. The the whole thing about you know you rip out the part of the brain and everything it's interesting. It's one of the better, cooler monologues, but like. What teen boys are going to stand by and listen to this long monologue? 
they would have catcalled her so much earlier in that monologue. Yes. She would have walked up and they would just have been I was like, immediately the- lewd leering. They would have yeah, I was like, that's the only reason they're listening her up. is because she's super hot. Like, that's they- the only reason. Otherwise, it would have been done. Yeah. But she's not intimidated. She, like, she was shorter than this like 15-year-old boy that she was ostensibly threatening. Like, And nothing about her was that scary. I don't think they were scared. I think they're like, she's hot. Oh, we'll they humor were her. The characters were definitely scared. They were supposed yes. to be. They, they were, were supposed, supposed to be scared. scared. Yeah. But how can you believe that? Like it's so bizarre. It is a waste of a good monologue because I think that thing about how it pulls, like it doesn't just pull out your eyes, but it pulls out your memories of everything that you've ever seen. There's something kind of cool about that. Yeah, wasted. Then she does it, and then her and Ben Affleck immediately leave. Yeah, and Ben Affleck yeah. smashes his computer in half. Yeah, no, he grabs a laptop and smashes it in half. And I was like, wow, you're going to get your ass kicked now. He has anger issues. Yeah. So we follow this pointless scene up with another pointless scene, which is when we go and meet Ben Affleck's mom, who needs an insulin shot. She's wearing a thong. <laughs> yes, she is. And I think the only thing we learn from this is that Ben Affleck's mom is kind of maybe sort of into Jennifer Lopez herself. Yeah. Edit this movie. This Yeah, this is the part where I wrote... <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. It's like watching Pulp Fiction. Well, but Pulp I also had no idea what's happening Emily during hates, Pulp Fiction. Emily hates Pulp Fiction. I have never seen really it. seen it. What? I was confused. She, get, her and her roommate watched some of it. Got bored. Fast forward it. Watch more of this. This doesn't make any sense. What? Yeah. yeah. To me, I'm like, well, it should make more sense if you fast forward it. But whatever. No. What? It's a very long movie, and we were bored, so we fast forwarded through a bunch of parts, and it didn't make any sense. Were you drunk? What? Were you also drunk? We were not drunk, but we were tired. It was late at night. This was in college. I what? we rented the VHS from the security desk down at the front of our dorm, and we and we watched it. And we were like, "Yeah, I don't know what the hype is about," and brought it back. This is like by far more insane and compelling than anything we just saw in G League. What? <laughs> this drives me insane. I, I it drives me so. positively insane. She, like, that movie's horrible. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, for, just, but. <laughs> but this is not a Pulp Fiction podcast. <laughs> it's a Geely podcast. <laughs> it's a Geely podcast. No, we're doing we're doing the podcast on a movie that wishes it was Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I, so yeah. hard. Oh man. I God. will say I think that this was worse than how I feel about Pulp Fiction. So you don't know what you feel about Pulp Fiction. It's You've true. never seen it. It's true. Oh my God. Okay. Well, there's that thing with hamburgers. <sighs> Stay tuned. We'll get we'll get Pulp Fiction. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> just in another episode um i just want to point out too it was again with the unprofessionalism don't take the kidnapped boy and this other hit person to your mom's house i don't care if she needs an insulin shot like what what it's a bad plan anyway yeah, although, he, should, he should be duct tape in the closet like that's where he should be the whole time <laughs> but it's a very pulp fiction move right it's like oh hang yeah. on we gotta we gotta go oh, visit yeah. my mom yeah. for a sec yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good point yeah well anyway We've now arrived at the best scene in this movie, which is Jennifer Lopez is doing yoga and we get and that's it. We just get to see Jennifer Lopez doing yoga. It's the best scene in the movie. And there's tons of continuity errors because there's shadows behind Ben Affleck. You can see her moving, but it's never the position that she is. Yeah, it it doesn't line up. Although it's a nice piece of directing, you know, get a shadow on the walls, right? Yeah. But um, we get the two monologues. Ben Affleck talks about how dope the penis is and how you know it's designed to please a woman the penis that's right it's very designed tells you everything you need to know forward motion of advancement 
fucking progress into the dark, deep, mysterious unknown. And also about how good he is at giving oral sex, uh, which he refers to as diving for oysters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe. Who else the, is turned on? I believe the full quote is they didn't know how to bring home the pearls when they're diving for oysters. Oh my. Wait, do oysters have pearls? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like I either oysters or clams. clams. No, clams it's oysters. Well, aren't they the same thing? I, 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 I know nothing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's oysters. I don't know seafood. But well. part of his penis soliloquy here is he talked. Uh, the one quote I wrote down was obstacle irradiating. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Eradicating? Eradicating. eradicating. My handwriting yeah. is horrible. Obstacle eradicating. Who talks like that? Ben Affleck. <laughs> Martin Brest, apparently. Larry Gili. All right, but But this is like. This is the thing. It's so full of quotes like I, I don't even feel like we should be talking about this movie i just want to like play it for people i just want to like get pull all of these monologues out because nothing we can say is going to do justice to how insane these monologues are the, the, i couldn't write down the quotes fast yeah. enough yeah, yeah. Like, how, how long do you think it would be if we took out if we clipped the movie just so it was these parts like it would be like i think it would be at least 40 minutes i was gonna, gonna say a minutes. solid oh, wow. 40 yeah, and so and that's the thing about this movie, right? Like it's it's too long and too bloated and like exhausting, and yet at the same time, there's a solid forty minutes of such what the fuck dialogue or monologues, I should say, that it's just like impossible to track it all. And it's most heavily concentrated in these two competing monologues about penis versus vagina. So Ben Affleck talks about how great the penis is, and then we get, dare I say, the even better monologue from Much Jennifer better. Lopez. Oh yeah, about the vagina does anyone want to take a stab at some of the things that she said it was the sister of the mouth or the mouth was the sister oh, the of the vagina sister. Oh which i call my pussy what or something the, well, that's how she's she ended proud it, yeah. to call it her that's pussy. how she ended it she's like first thing you kiss is the lips and goes on from the lips there it was something yeah yeah she's it, something about a cavern vaginas are great because the first thing you want to do sexually is kiss and what is the mouth but the twin sister of the vagina? Yeah. It has lips and is a cavern and is something to explore. Forget the top of Mount Everest. Forget the bottom of the sea, the moon, the stars. There is no place nowhere that has been the object of more ambitions, more battles than the sweet, sacred mystery between a woman's legs that I am proud to call my pussy. And she just makes it so gross. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, before listening to that monologue, I was straight and found the female form attractive. And yet hearing it described in such a way, I was suddenly like, ew, I don't want it. <laughs> this movie is really great at converting people's sexualities, both in and in the movie and in the audience. Very forward, forward oh my thinking. Jesus. I, uh, yeah, this is this is where I had. How did they get through this in rehearsal? Because I just can't oh, imagine. Yeah, like this is the point. Halle Berry hightailed it out. She was like, "And nope, it must have been." Nope, I, nope, nope. Similar thought. I thought, you know, there must have been a table read where everyone got together and read the script together. How did they get through it? Like, how did they get through it without laughing? How did they get through it without someone raising their hand and saying, <laughs> "Hey, maybe get some." script doctor to punch this up a He's little like, bit i'm a beverly hills cop don't tell me how to write a movie <sighs> did you though that was the eddie murphy show from That's word true. jump yeah. yeah i i just yes i had this, the exact same thought of how people read this script and were like good idea 
I was also just really caught up in the yoga and being like, because I haven't done yoga in like, I don't know, eight years or something. And uh, I was just like, oh, I know that pose. Oh, I know that yeah. pose. She like, was like doing oh, crane, upward yeah. dog, and downward dog. Yeah, she was in pigeon, yeah. right? And I was just, I'm like, oh, does the script say? Now you roll over to pigeon and you say something, something cavern, right? And then like she ended in like corpse pose. And I was like, I know all of that yoga. She was super good at yoga. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like it's a problem when I'm more like distracted mm. by analyzing what her yoga poses are than like give, giving a shit about what she's saying. Well, part of it has to be how just distracting her body is. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, it's Very distracting. Peak Jennifer Lopez doing oh, yeah. yoga mm-hmm. and talking about her vagina. Uh, the monologue reminded me of this quote I read from Sigmund Freud, which, uh, if you'll bear with me, he talk- she talks about how the mouth is the twin sister of the vagina, and that's why people want to kiss it. And Sigmund Freud, who, you know, had a lot of thoughts about human sexuality, wrote once about how it didn't make any sense to him, reason- really, why humans kissed because the mouth is not a sex organ, but rather the lips were merely the two mucous membranes that form the entrance to the digestive tract. <laughs> so why do people like to mash them together? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I'm never going to look at kissing the same way again. <laughs> like, And so when Jennifer Lopez launched on that monologue, I was like, you should talk it over with Freud. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I feel like I could just spend days dissecting that monologue. We're, I'm going to have to actually spend days trying to pull quotes yeah. and clips from this. Like, I don't normally do this, but like even more than The Room. Like, The Room has its own craziness. This movie's craziness is almost entirely in the things people said, but they're so crazy. I agree. And so do I. Oh, so, other... so the yoga scene remind me of the movie Entrapment and Catherine mm. Zeta-Jones going through yeah. all like the lasers. And her Very butt. similar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The most famous button movie trailers for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even seen the movie. I just, I just really remember that movie. trailer. Good movie. Yeah. I always liked Catherine Zeta-Jones. She was good in traffic. And Sean Connery. Both of them. It's really yeah. good. Oh, right, right. Yeah. After this is when we find out that um, it's uh it's the kidnapping scheme isn't getting as much traction as they want so they got to up the stakes a little bit cut off the kid's thumb and send it to the brother and ben affleck the the hardened badass mafia enforcer doesn't want to do it and neither does jennifer lopez yeah it's good too much blood he's afraid of blood Wait, I wait. You just jumped to Jennifer Lopez. We have not uh, ascertained that she doesn't want to do it yet because we have not yet had her crazy girlfriend show up at the oh, house. This is this is the oh. intro to it. Oh my god. Well, let's 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 just talk about her. Because so, the girlfriend solves the problem. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. So they don't know what to do about the thumb, <laughs> and um, while they're trying to figure it out, they get another knock on the door, and there's a, yet again another strange woman standing outside who then just barges straight on in to Ben Affleck's apartment. Again, Ben Affleck, the tough mafia enforcer, can't keep all these people from just walking into his fucking house. This is just like the room where there's like, what's her name's girlfriend shows up. Well, and the two people who come to uh, have sex in their house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, so then we get this like ridiculous fight. 
So Jennifer Lopez, supposedly more pro- professional of the two, has this ex-girlfriend who she can't control. I think it's a current girlfriend. Oh, right. Who she, but she wants to dump her, right? Yeah. yeah. And so they fight. Also, th- you mentioned this, Eric, that when they were fighting, the shot was weirdly it's tight. extremely tight. Yeah. So the entire movie, J-Lo's character was like a close talker. Mm. They're like, hey, Ben Affleck, I just met you. I'm right in your face. I'm like, are they going to start making out right now? Or like, why are they so, so close? close yeah. And then like this one, like the shot was so tight, like it was chopping off their chins and the top of Ben Affleck's head. And they were all super close to each other. Yeah. All three of them are like, just like right up in each other's faces, having this crazy argument. I was like, yeah, no to the one... point where I just noticed the shot. I'm like, what's he trying to do? All I know is that the shot is weird. Yeah. It, I feel like this was a consistent problem through the movie. There was occasionally like slightly wider shots that were better that they then would cut to a close up of someone. And I was like, oh, now the shot's more boring. <laughs> you know, like when later on, when they're driving along the uh, the beach and you've got here this nice car, this gorgeous beach and the water and like the wide shot's really pretty. And there's just let's just cut to close in just on Ben Affleck's face. It's like you're wasting it. Come on, man. But so anyway, so they have this ridiculous fight. And how does the fight conclude? Oh, my God. She slits her wrists. Yeah, I think you walk out of the room for like two seconds and she slits both of her wrists. She and I was like, her oh, my God. Fucking wrists. Yeah, she just grabs a chef's knife. And just whack, whack. And I'm just like, did she? Did she? Oh, my God. There's blood everywhere. There's blood. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the thing. Bitches be crazy. Clearly. <laughs> I also didn't understand how she found them. If like they were both doing like, if like, if, uh, what's her name? Ricky? Was her yeah, name? Ricky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, uh, if J-Lo was supposed to be like, I'm doing this thing for the mob and I'm going under an assumed name and all this stuff. I'm like, how did your girlfriend find you? I think she was stalking her. Uh, doesn't she even say it? She's like, I'm stalking you. Which is like yeah, such I guess a I thought fun, was, quirky thing I to say. I thought it was a joke, but I guess that's how she found it. I think she just like literally followed her. So yeah, again, Jennifer Lopez, Ricky, who yeah. she tells her girlfriend, don't say my real name. Yeah. She's under an assumed name. So she knows that much, but not enough to maybe like make sure I'm not followed to the kidnapping site. Yeah. By my crazy ex-girlfriend or crazy current girlfriend, yeah. soon to be ex-girlfriend. But you know. And there were talks of threesomes at this point. Yeah. During the fight. Yeah. Now we're getting Crazy real chasing Amy. Yeah. Was like... mm-hmm. But also it plays into that, like, you know, lesbians. They're so hormonal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bitches be crazy. So anyway, thanks, Martin Breast. So they wind up in the hospital because J-Lo can't control her woman. And um, they get this great idea. Let's, since we're at the hospital, let's go to the morgue and steal some other guy's thumb. This is where uh, Ben Affleck isn't sure he wants to do it. So Jennifer Lopez suggests that he should want to do it just in the same way as if she offered to suck his cock for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little extreme. What if I sucked your cock for 12 hours? Would you like that? And I was like, excuse me? 12 what? (laughs) 12 hours? What? Yeah. Look, the act of... Physical lovemaking is beautiful and pleasurable. <laughs> 12 hours? <laughs> She's going to blow him for 12 hours? Like, what is going on? Anyway. Who, who writes this stuff? I mean, Martin Breast. Yes. <laughs> who, by the way, Breast. Oh, yeah. Yes. I giggle every time you say it. Like... So dumb. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, they're like... You want a thumb, dude? I'll get you a thumb. Get you a random thumb. They bust into the morgue, and 
How did they get that thumb again? I don't think so. They used a a plastic butter knife from like a cutlery set on top of a takeout container. Cut off a thumb in the morgue, and I don't, I don't think it would work. And they it's, were in the fridge slash freezer. I don't know how cold it was, but the hand looked cold. Yeah, and yet I, I think it's possible, but you have to be very, very, very good at anatomy to be able to do that. <laughs> I don't know. It's that hard I enough with a chef's knife to, to break off a. a well, but he doesn't have to worry about like how it ends up. He just has to like get it off the. No, hand. but it's like hard to get off. But like, you have trying to, to like, get through like a knuckle or something, like deboning a chicken. A... You have to get through bone. Yeah. Well, like, you, you can probably, go through the knuckle. There's probably something you can pop, like in a chicken, but like when you oh. pop off a chicken wing, you just have to get it in like leverage. Yeah. Get it just right. But again, with a chef's knife, it's hard. Yeah. Okay. You have to know well, what you're this doing. This thing would totally with a chef's knife. Snap. I also, I'm not even sure I can actually cut my skin with like one of those plastic. You can definitely knives. cut your skin okay. with one of those things. Okay, I mean, they know. are serrated. I'm just more. I'm just yeah, more. They uh, don't allow them in mental health facilities. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But I mean, still, that that thing was like from a McDonald's. Like it would take him a while even to get well, through a thumb. So I will say it was one of the higher quality plastic knives. Like it's not like one of those little like really flimsy like white ones that you like you look at it and all the teeth go away and it like bends in half. It was like the solid like clear plastic. I was gonna like, say was it clear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's no. the sign of high quality plastic yeah. utensils. <laughs> Can you see through it? Yeah. And totally. while he's while he's doing it, Brian is singing "Baby Got Back." That's yes. right. And uh, is he singing it like a normal person would, in a way that would be, like, mildly tasteful? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Very distasteful, this performance. So, they get the thumb, and they they, they pop it in the mail, <laughs> without even thinking about fingerprints or DNA. Ben Affleck yeah. licks the envelope. They both hold the envelope. I yeah. was like, Christ, you guys. And, and J-Lo was hitting on the yeah. cashier. Yeah. And this upsets Ben Affleck. So mad. So much. Who proceeds to give us yet another amazing monologue. Was there anything he said that stuck with you? Uh, yes, uh, that she is a stone-cold dyke and also a dykosaurus wreck. You know why I'm fucking sad? Because I got this fucking beautiful, sexy, gorgeous heartthrobarama fucking smart amazing bombshell 17 on a fucking 10 scale girl sleeping in a bed right next to me and you know what she's a stone cold dyke a fucking untouchable unhavable unattainable brick wall fucking dikosaurus rexide dikosaurus yeah. he just kept one upping himself in that monologue I was like holy cow so this this is where, as referenced earlier, he desperately wants to sleep with Jennifer Lopez. He can't. And so what does he do? Pouts. He cries about it <laughs> in this ridiculous monologue where he proceeds to insult her. Yes. Call her Dicosaurus Rex. Yes. And he, call, he called her a 17 out of 10, though. That was very nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, but also creepily judge her looks and mm-hmm. talk about how much he wants to bang her. Well, but then all. Yeah. Particularly because she's in his bed. He's like, it's so not fair. There's this hot person in my bed and I cannot have them. Yeah. And, well, and then be pathetic. It's like, you're blue ballsing me so bad. Please just sleep with me. Like, what? This, how could, what is he doing? The guy, the man's smart. Obviously he's smart. Well, he is because you take one look at Jennifer Lopez's face and you see this worked. Completely. This yeah. fucking worked. She is just so moved by his petty whining. She feels guilty. Yeah, for giving him blue balls. His balls are blue. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. He's been sleeping in bed with her for like two nights straight and they haven't fucked yet. And she talked about how great the vagina was and didn't even give him the vagina. So, you know, now that he's expressed how much it hurts him, she 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 gets it. He also <laughs> said that he liked her like as a person. Oh, my God. He's like, and I, he's like, and I really like this girl a lot, is what he says at the end of <gasps> yeah. his Dicosaurus Rex diatribe. <sighs> and you know the thing about this Dicosaurus Rex <laughs> is that I really like her. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I mean, is she a huge bitch for not fucking me? Yes. But the thing about this bitch, I like her a lot. <laughs> a lot of professional respect right there. Jesus Christ. And just, again... Jennifer Lopez is doing such good work. The look on her face is so moved. Yeah. Like, pra- there's practically a tear running down her cheek. Yeah. It's like she just heard, like, a symphony for the first time. Yeah. And so, um... <laughs> the most beautiful declaration of love ever. <laughs> and so he winds his way into her pants. And that night, after a brief discussion of whether or not he, he looks at his fingernails in the masculine or feminine way... Very fragile masculinity in Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. All about gender roles, man. Anyways. Well, anyways, it's finally time for them to get it on. That's right. It's turkey time. Huh? Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Turkey time. <laughs> Lesbian number two converted. <laughs> ben Affleck has done it. I got a, I got a quote from... So did the gobble gobble happen before this or after this? This We're is right the scene, yeah, gobble. where she wa- she wants him to go down on her. She says it's turkey time. I have a great quote from the scene. Okay, from Dave. Okay, and Dave writes or says right. He said, "Is this before they invented pegging?" <laughs> <laughs> we all die laughing. It's true. <laughs> well, you know, because afterwards he uh, he calls back to the every relationship has a bull and a cow thing (laughs) yeah and then suggested he was the cow in this yeah he did that was something so had they when did they invent pegging i mean 2012 i want to say i i feel like it's probably much older than that no maybe just got the name no 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 way that existed i would agree with emily yeah I would agree with Emily on this one. I don't actually know. No, no, no. Like, we didn't invent sex. Like, sex is pretty old. Yeah. Well, I mean... And, like, all sorts... Of, like, you can... Go, like, there's some, like, yieldy, like, dildos and stuff that are, like... Okay, so they invent like, sex in, what, like, 1400? Stone. What? And then, you know, they invent uh, non-heteronormative sex in, like, the <laughs> 1860s. Oh, I don't I think this is how it went down, Dave. Um, I can't tell if you're being serious. No, I'm not being serious. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, the first half you was, the second half I don't know. But that's like the joke that you make to every teenager is like, you got, your generation did not invent sex. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah, I know. Um, but I think the point is Wait, was that... the 2012 thing a joke too? Oh, yeah. Oh! Oh! You got us both. I was like, oh, man. I, I played it too straight. You did. Well done. <laughs> Ironically for this movie. Um, I thought gullible was not in the dictionary until I was 25. <laughs> and then you looked and you saw your picture right there. Um... <laughs> But I think that, I think the ultimate point is though that like she definitely pegged him, right? Uh, it appears I, so. <laughs> that's kind of how like yeah. Maybe. That's what they that's what they implied. He's definitely the cow. Yeah, I, I I just yeah. I think they again. I think they thought they were being really progressive with gender roles, like even with the whole like she's like, and now I'm on top, and I'm like gently holding your hands down, and, and the he's look like on and his face. face. Ah, oh, oh my god! Ah. Yeah, that look is great. Oh. I mean, that was a doofy sex face if I've ever seen one. Holy shit. I don't normally laugh during sex scenes like that, that was, but 
Cool. We were like then we rewind it to look at it again. Yes, we did. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> no, oh. we, for no, a different reason. We were yeah, we were trying to get what the quote was right at the end because he said something of like I I like your penis or I appreciate your penis oh, or yeah, something. That is what yeah. he said. But we missed it because we were laughing. He so said, hard. "God bless your penis." See, she pegged him. You guys, they talk about sex toys earlier too. Okay. He says like obviously <laughs> lesbians really want to have the straight sex with men because they always buy sex toys. That's part of his penis monologue. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I have the actual dialogue written down Oh, please. So he says, God bless your penis. And she says, every relationship has a bull and a cow. And he says, moo. It happened. (laughs) It It moved for a long time. I think this is possibly the best or maybe the second best moo ever in a a movie. The other one being Zoolander 2 or in Toolander. I didn't see it. There's a, there's a fake commercial where he yells moo, really funny. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I believe that. Um, well, and then, of course, Emily accurately points out during this intense sex scene, where is the kidnapped special needs boy <laughs> who is just walking free in the rest of the apartment? He's the one that filmed it. That's how we got to watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. For also, like, an awkwardly long amount of time, similar to the room. Yes. Oh my god, it's the same sex scene, practically. (laughs) There were no asses, but it was very similar. And there was, like, completely wrong music playing under all of it. (laughs) It was kind of like uplifty church music, and I was like... "Mm." Yeah. When she grabbed his wrist, I definitely noticed, like, her hands were tiny on top Hmm. of his. And she had a lot of rings on. Well, I did notice Ben Affleck at one point, like, he's just really big, and I don't think I noticed until watching this movie how physically large he is. I looked it up. He's 6'4". No way. Yeah. I think it's when he's at his mom's house, he, like, goes to answer the door and is, like, taller than the door. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, like, he's huge. He should have worked out more before this movie. Like he did before uh, fucking The Town. Oh, was he he jacked in that? He's crazy jacked in that, yeah. And then, of course, Batman, too. Mm -hmm. He's in much better shape now. Or, well... I don't know how he is now that he's not in a movie, but... Nah, I'm sure he, he can get it back quick. Yeah, sure. Give him sure. a month, he'll lose all the weight. Sure! Whatever. Can't lose that back tattoo, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to look up if the tattoos on his arms in this movie were real or not. Yeah, I don't know. He, he had the cross and whatever the other one was. Yeah. The, like, barbed wire with a bunch of other stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the movie starts slowly heading towards its conclusion. We get Al Pacino! Yay! He shows up. And, you know, he gets Lewis, their boss, and he gets the two of them. And he very rightly is like, hey, guys, this plan you've been working on the whole movie, it's fucking stupid. And not only is the plan stupid, but you followed through on it stupidly. He shoots Lewis in uh, the only bit of violence in this movie, I think, right? Oh, yeah. They didn't show. Other than, yeah. Well, the wrist slicing was a little bit violent. And then we roughed up Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of surprisingly, you know, hardcore and intense there for a second. But, uh, you know, after Al Pacino sprinkles a little bit of Al Pacino fairy dust on the film and makes it better for five minutes, we're heading into the ending where the two of them. Which takes like 45 minutes, by the way. Oh, my God, I know. So the two of them decide they don't like they're supposed to kill Brian, the uh, Justin Bartha, but they don't want to do it because, again, they're soft like marshmallows. (laughs) So. They're going to send him home, and then they're going to go on the run. And then basically, the, the the next 40 minutes of this film is the two of them ever so slowly getting around to losing the kid and getting on the road to run for their lives. They don't seem to have a lot of urgency about it. Eh. Maybe this is a consequence of the reshoots. 
where like you know originally it was that Ben Affleck died somehow, and they had to reshoot it, and like all of this slow tension free crap that we go through at the end is them trying to well maybe the whole ending once they leave Al Pacino's house just wasn't supposed to be there like right. the entire part that would make sense yeah they just didn't know how to wrap it up without doing the original ending I don't like know. we have to hit two hours we can't stop at an hour and fifty yeah <laughs> let's just kill time with everyone just driving around yeah they drive around and there's like an extra like they've decided to go on the run and there's an extra scene of Ben Affleck teaching Justin Bartha how to flirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What is it again? This is malpractice. This, this is, is not part of the movie. Like five fucking minutes that we don't need. It means nothing. And it's also like it's trying. I think trying to build towards like you know they have a relationship. They like each other now. And like you know it's how it, you know at the end you know Ben Affleck drops him off and get, you know sees him finally talk to a girl and gives him that add a boy kind of thing and it's but it's like it's too late this is the end of the movie if you wanted to establish a relationship between them do it in the middle not at the end yeah it was a little bit like it he was also inspired the director by like rain man and he's like i'm also gonna make a rain man movie yeah. put it together with my pulp fiction and my it's rain man else. it's pulp fiction it's chasing amy it's yeah. fucking goodfellas it's just all of these things and there's this this is why the movie's two hours long, like just so many unnecessary scenes like this. But ultimately, we do get to the end, which is they're driving along the beach, and Justin Bartha sees the Baywatch, <laughs> and at first Ben Affleck doesn't want to pull over because he's a dick apparently. Like, yeah, just pull over. Yeah, come on, man. And also, like they pu- then they pull over, and Justin Bartha wants to go over there, and he says no. I'm like, dude, you already <laughs> pulled over. Like, what are they going to do, arrest you? You're all going to jail anyways. Yeah. Just go over there. You're If you go to jail, you're lucky. Either that or Al Pacino finds you and yeah. you're dead. <laughs> so Ben Affleck inexplicably sends J-Lo on her way in his car. And this is where I thought he was actually going to Virginia Woolf himself. For yeah. like, is he just going to walk into the sea? Like, I what? thought he was going to walk down the beach and just like, I don't know, take off his jacket and like disappear into the sunset. At first, it seems like that was what he was going to do. Yeah. But she turns back and picks him up. And uh, Justin Bartha gets his happy ending. He walks <laughs> off into the into the Baywatch where the sex is. He meets a pretty girl who is Australian. Is Australian, yeah. Just like the Weather Channel. And they talk about the weather. Yeah. Yep. And he dances with her. So yay. And she doesn't seem at all thrown by the fact that this very strangely acting person who's wearing a hoodie on the beach is dancing with her. And when they're all, the rest of them are all in like swimsuits. Right. Well, and also because they're shooting a fucking movie. Yeah. And no one has thrown him out yet. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck's that guy in the hoodie? Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, then we get, as our very last shot in the film, the most unrealistic thing in the entire movie, which is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez driving down a street in Los Angeles that has no other cars on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. And holy fucking shit, you guys. What did we watch? Yeah. Like, I feel like I could talk about, like, there's basically no plot in this movie. Yeah. You could describe mm-hmm. the plot. They, 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 they don't resolve it. Like, if there was a plot, no, it just fizzles it. out. They're just like, yeah, that thing we were doing the whole movie didn't really work out. That was a bad plan. And they could have, like, there's many things they could have done to wrap it up. And we all got arrested. It's over. Yeah, the police, the police, we all never got shot. After it's over. Yeah. yeah. No one gets, there are no consequences to any actions. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, so it's completely plot free. And it's just a vehicle for delivering monologues. 
And yet the content of those monologues I could talk about for gold. days. Your goal. Terrible. Jesus. Terrible monologues. <sighs> Martin Brest, what did you do? Oh, and we also found out Ricky's real name, which is basically Ricky. It's Rochelle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, like, yeah. I could have told you that. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, it just shows that she trusts him now. Like, Larry would be like, oh, my real name is Leonard. Oh, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't realize that's the game we were playing. All right. <laughs> oh, good. Well, okay. So that's it for the plot. But you guys, how did this movie do in the real world? Tons of awards. Tons of awards. Well, before we get to the awards, okay. yeah. uh, I know, Eric, you say you know what the budget was. Yeah, someone told me yesterday. Emily, do you want to guess how much this movie cost to make? Uh, he told me. Oh, yeah, okay. I told Emily. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> so this movie cost an utterly inexplicable $75.6 million. Whoa, that, that is, was not the number I was lied to. I was told 54 Oh, really? Yeah, I was That's a 55. lot higher. Well, I'm, I'm going off Wikipedia here. I believe so Wikipedia. Oh, I was talking about on the phone. They had to have looked at Wikipedia. Yeah. I, so I see yes, $75.5 million. So I kept thinking the whole time, I'm like, they're in his apartment the whole time. <laughs> Just like the room. Yeah. I'm like, unless they had to pay all the act, like, because, like, maybe $20 million to Ben Affleck, because he did A-list. And then J-Lo, also, also A-list, A-list, $20 million. Would you like to guess how much J-Lo was paid to be in this movie? Probably $3 million compared to his 20 one million more five million more Ooh, ten million twelve million dollars nice i mean she starts like i don't know all i saw was that when halle berry quit j-lo came on board for twelve million dollars that makes sense to me i mean she's a-list that makes sense when also she's like i will bail you out of this situation where you're losing halle berry and fix it for you give me twelve million dollars good for her Yes. She was probably a bigger star than Halle Berry was back then. Yeah. Or at least yeah. close. Well, she was certainly like fucking big at the time. Yeah, like, Jenny on the Block. Deal. And they were Benefer. Yeah. Benefer. That's the worst name ever. Wait, was Benefer them or no. that's, that's them. Him it was them. Jennifer Garner? He dated two Jennifers. Well, he married one of them. Yeah. So they they were the Benefer. They were Benefer. Yeah. Right. Okay. God, that's a disgusting couple name. It is. Anyway, um so yeah. That's how much it cost to make. How much did it earn? I would. I'm gonna guess four million dollars. I'm gonna guess like forty. Million. But it, it got a lot of like advertising just yeah. from people talking about how bad it was. Or maybe like, ad- for whatever word of mouth. Yeah. Sixty-six million. I don't know. But it had a proper like you can see like because it was playing yeah. all the big movies. You can see the posters there, so like mm-hmm. people lots of seen it. On a seventy-five and a half million dollar budget, this movie made. Seven point three million dollars in the box office. Yes, Ouch. it is in terms of bang for the buck one of the costliest flops of all time. So I don't cost so had to have been the actors. Like oh yeah, there's nothing else that can. There's no it. special effects except yeah. for the blood no locations, no props or costumes. It's all the maybe the, the fish were expensive. So so I don't remember like seeing the previews for this movie. I just remember, like, because this was 2003, and it was like, I just remember everyone was talking about it, like, when it came out, and be like, that movie was so bad, right? Well, I was, like, chatting on AIM about how bad it was. Well, and I think people were hostile to it from the start, because at that point, the backlash against Benefer. Benefer. Yeah, so I guess we're at that point now where we can start talking about this. We just watched the movie. Is it really that bad? Or is it that its reputation is influenced by the fact that people just were really sick of those two at that point? And this movie, you know, 
the poster was like them, just the two of them kind of being coupley. Mm-hmm. And everyone everyone saw that poster and was like, oh, yeah, the fuck poster was them at the very end of the movie, standing on the beach. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, you know, totally together at that point. Yeah, and yeah. It's like it, it like read like a vanity project. I do, yeah, I do remember that, that it was like, oh, this is just them, like, being like, let's make a movie together. Yeah, let's, found let's, some script, whatever. Yeah, we're dating, let's make a movie about us dating. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone fucking hated that shit. Yeah. And so everyone was primed to hate this movie, and then it turned out to be this pretty easily hateable film, don't get me wrong, but, like, how much of it's, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, it's kind of just very bizarre. It's pretty bad. It's I bad, think, yeah, but. I think that if people hadn't been prime to hate it it would have made like it would have had a big first weekend and mm. then immediately dropped off when everyone was like no this is terrible right so it might have made like 20 million dollars instead of seven or maybe even like 50 million dollars instead of seven but like right it's a bad movie. i'm guessing because like, it was probably known to be a flop it was known to be bad before it was released because the critics and, yeah yeah oh no totally well wh- like if this movie had come out and it had been starring Matt Damon and Halle Berry instead of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez would people think I mean just forget about like the relative skills of the actors involved like would it have done better just because it was the different people people inexplicably love Matt Damon despite his less ability than Ben Affleck it's very explicable and you're wrong I I think Matt Damon's career would, might look different if he had decided <laughs> to do Gigli all in right. 2003 alright I mean, all right. it's not a good movie fair enough <laughs> Um, speaking of which, uh, normally this is the section where I talk about the, uh, Oscar and, like, Golden Globe nominations <laughs> and stuff. Gotta be Razzies. This yeah. movie was nominated for nine Razzie Awards. Nine! Wow, Did it that's win incredible. It won six. That's, okay. that's great. It won Worst Screenplay, yep, Worst definitely. Director, yeah. Worst Actor, mm-hmm. Worst Actress, mm-hmm. Worst Aww. Picture, and Worst Screen Couple. Which one yeah. did it? They had not very poor win? chemistry. Which three did was it nominated for but didn't win? <laughs> I don't have that. But what I do have <laughs> is that it later won another Razzie Award, which was their Worst Comedy of Our First Twenty Five Years Award. Ouch! Whoa! <laughs> that I I just Damn. I'm desperate to know what the other nominees were. Let me first mention some of the. Uh, we mentioned the critics. Let's talk about what the critics thought. And a little bit about what they said. So number one, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 6%. Its audience score is a little bit better. In yeah, fact, it's twice there. as good. It's 12. 12% audience score. I gotta say, both of those are about as bad as I've ever seen. I feel like that was just Ben Affleck and his friends in there, like, hitting the audience <laughs> Just hit the button I'm as many go, times. I'm about to go give it a plus. Um, okay, so... Let's talk about the reviews. On the negative side, Richard Roper said it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. James Christopher for the uh, UK Times. Mere words fail to express the awfulness of Martin Brest's Geely. <laughs> Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian. Awe-inspiringly, world-historically awful. And James Russell for BBC wrote, You realize that having your skin flayed by a potato peeler <laughs> would be less painful. Was that a quote from the movie, too? It's close. They talk about flaying skin. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Um, Excoriate. 
<laughs> yeah, yep, there you go. <laughs> there was also an Onion article to come out in which they wrote about the phenomenon wherein test audiences demand a new ending where Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez die. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's oh, not the, their the characters. People. The people. Oh, that I feel bad for laughing at that. <laughs> I They're don't. good people. Well, anyway, there were a couple of more mixed reviews. James Berardinelli, writing for Real Views, said, "This isn't a good film, but when set alongside the likes of Dumb and Dumberer and Legally Blonde 2, Jen and Ben offer less pain." Two out of four stars. Roger Ebert was also mixed. He said, the movie tries to do something different, thoughtful, and a little daring with the Benefer relationship. They didn't quite get to where they wanted to be, but the film is worth seeing for some very good scenes. The movie doesn't work, but there is good stuff here. Roger Ebert is excellent. Yeah. There's a documentary on his last year of his life that's top notch. Super good. Also, uh, the the Benifer thing was just me shortening that what? he didn't write. Benifer. Oh, all right. Yeah. What what were the good scenes that he thinks are? In We've there? been laughing for the past hour. This is true. Obviously, <laughs> that China monologue. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I found one positive review. Okay. From Amy Dawes at Variety, an enjoyably written and performed romantic comedy. Wow. Bold. <laughs> Clearly, she was bribed. Yeah. <laughs> She's friends with one of them. Oh my god! I have the Razzies. Oh, oh, tell here. us here. So first, uh, let's see. The worst actor, Ben Affleck won not only for Gigli but also for Daredevil with Jennifer Garner, oh, deservedly, yeah. and Paycheck. Oh, Jennifer Garner, interesting. Um, but the one, but worst supporting actor, um, Al Pacino was nominated, which I think is wrong because he did a good job. Yeah, he's good. And he lost to Sylvester Stallone in Spy Kids 3D. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> And worse that that was good too. And worse, yeah, I haven't seen that one, but Celeste Lone is excellent. Um, worst supporting actress um, was Lainey Kazan. I don't know how to say her name as Mrs. Geely, who lost to Demi Moore in Charlie's Angels: Full Throttle. That um, movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm looking for the other one. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, that was all I could find. I don't know all if right. I can subject myself to that movie again. But um, you guys, what did we think of Geely? I really want to see Dave's cut. (laughs) Just the the 40 minutes of pure gold that we sift out. Yeah. Although, honestly, like The Room, I feel like I want to host a viewing of this movie now. There you go. I can see that. It's not not on The Room's level, though. Like... Yeah. No. The Room is more entertainingly bad. Because The Room is, like, so comprehensively bad, like, on every level, like... Acting, writing, directing, costumes, lighting, like props, everything you can think of. This movie, it's really just the script and yeah. like how boringly it's directed, too. It's like if Tommy Wiseau could have afforded A list actors, yeah, what the exactly. room would have been. Yeah, but still, there's, I mean, basically, I would say watch a bunch of YouTube clips, especially if you can get that vagina monologue. Oh my God. But, um, yeah, unless anyone has any. Final thoughts. It's time for the question of the day. Was this movie better late or never? Keeping in mind that when I say that, I mean, there's something critical about this film where having seen it has added to your overall movie fandom and knowledge and sense of cinematic history. 
never means that if you went your whole life without seeing this movie, that'd be just a-okay. Emily? I can start. Um, while I greatly appreciate all the fascinating connections that we found to other movies that I've seen, I think I would be fine having never seen this movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, are, those are two hours of my life that I cannot get back. A shocking response. <laughs> Eric? I mean, four hours if you count if you count this. <laughs> oh, that's true. The, um, the two spent talking to you guys. I'll, I'll keep those. Oh, those are that. very well, enjoyable. That's what throws me is like because we had a, there was a lot of laughter. That's true. There was mixed with the incredible boredom. Where the hell is this movie going? Why am I watching him drive around in this car and it's like talk about nothing? Um, yeah, it's not said, as easy a call as you might think. I never want to watch it again. So when you have this party, I'm probably not going to come over. <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> I, I might, I might, you know, but I might only if I'm bored, not because I want to watch the movie. Um, but that said, I am glad I watched it because I did enjoy it. I thought I was going to, I don't know. Halfway through, I'm like, this is super bored. And then like, we had a lot of laughter. I'm glad I saw it. I'm going to be telling people the story of this movie and recommend them that they listen to the podcast and then watch it. <laughs> so it sounds like you're saying better late. I am saying better late. My God. I, I'm i glad I convinced you guys to watch this with me. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Like, it's been a great two hours of hanging out and a mediocre two hours of watching that movie. Yeah. Uh, speaking just for myself, uh, Eric, I see where you're coming from. There was a lot of laughter and it was a fascinating movie watching experience, but uh, I'm going to have to go with Emily on this one. I think if I never saw this movie for the rest of my life, that'd be fine. And again, you can do just fine pulling the YouTube clips on this one. You don't have to watch the whole movie. You'll get everything you need from just seeing certain scenes. So I'm going to vote never. The gobble gobble. Oh, you need God. the buildup of all the boredom leading up to it. It's true. The way that just comes out of nowhere. My God. All right. So that's our show for this week. <laughs> if you'd like to contact the podcast, please email us at betterlatethaneverpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at betterlate underscore pod. Guys, it was great having you on again. <laughs> Apologies to all your listeners. Sorry if you lose many listeners from this episode. <laughs> Apologize to my brain cells that I've lost <laughs> from doing this one. Well, every podcast has a blown a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Moo.